have you ever met someone who's always boasting or bragging about themselves? Maybe when they say, look at what I did, I'm the best, I got first place in the running competition at my school, or my team got first place in the football match. Does anyone ever boast and brag? And do you like it when people boast and brag? I know I don't like it when people are like that. Our memory verse today tells you that you can't boast about something. Let's see what it says. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Now this memory verse is found in the book of Ephesians, just like it was the last time. And it's found in chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Now this verse is saying the same thing that we learned last time, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. But the new part for today says, not of works, lest anyone should boast. That's verse 9. Now this memory verse is right from God's true word, the Bible. And Paul was the one who wrote the book of Ephesians. God gave the words for Paul to write down, and Paul wrote them down. They're God's words. God inspired Paul to write them down. Now, Paul wrote these words as a letter to a church in a place called Ephesus. The people who lived in Ephesus were called Ephesians. So that's why the book is called Ephesians. And this verse says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Do you remember what grace is? Grace is getting something you don't deserve. It's God's kindness to you. It's by grace that you have been saved. Saved from what? From the punishment of your sin. If you believed on Jesus, it's by grace you have been saved from the punishment of your sin. Because Jesus, God the Son, died for your sin. God sent Jesus to do that. That's how God shows his grace to you. God sent Jesus to take the punishment for your sin. God shows you so much grace so you can be saved from the punishment of your sin. And how you become saved is through faith. Faith means to believe or to trust in. You can have faith in Jesus, that he took the punishment for your sin and that he died in your place. You can have salvation or being saved through faith. But remember, the verse says, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So this salvation or being saved from your sin, it's not because of what you did. It's because of what Jesus did. It is the gift of God, not of works, not of anything you did, lest anyone should boast. So it says, 
You can't boast about how you got saved from your sin because of what you did. Because you didn't do anything for it. Jesus did it. He took the punishment for your sin. So you can't boast about what you did to save yourself from your sin. You need to realize it's by grace. You can't boast about it because you didn't work for it. God gave you the gift of salvation, not because you deserved it, but he gave it to you because of his grace. And you can't boast. Nope, you can't boast about it, saying what you have done and that you worked so hard for it. You can't do that because you can't get it by working so hard for Jesus to forgive your sin. Nope, you have to be saved through faith. It's not because of anything you work so hard on. Nope, you can't boast about it. It's only because God saved you by his grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Now to be saved from your sin, you must believe. You must have faith in Jesus that he died for your sin, and you have to receive Jesus as your Savior. If you have already believed in Jesus, then remember to tell God thank you for giving you salvation. Salvation means to be saved. To be saved from your sin's punishment is what God has done for you if you've already believed in him. Remember to tell God thank you that he saved you. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Jason's dad was tired of working in the farm. His dad said, I would like a change. I'm so tired of working in the farm every time. So Jason said, well, dad, you could go to the hospital. I'm sure you could be a nice doctor. But then Jason's dad said, but the problem is I'm not qualified to be a doctor. In order to be qualified to be a doctor, you have to go to school and get education in how to be a doctor. You have to go to training. You have to be qualified. You have to be going through the training and then you have to get a certificate and a license and all of those things to be a doctor. I don't have enough money and enough time to go to the training and the school to do all of that. 
if you're going to do a job, you need to be qualified. You need to be trained in how to do it. You need to be able to do it. Naomi, in our Bible lesson, was looking for someone to do a very special job. But would the person be qualified? Would they be able to do the job? Naomi said, the Lord is so good. You've been working in Boaz's field. Boaz is a close relative. In fact, he is our kinsman redeemer. What does that mean? Ruth was saying, what is that? A kinsman redeemer? Naomi explained, a kinsman means a relative. You have relatives in your family, don't you? You have relatives like your cousin or your uncle or your auntie. Yes, a kinsman means relative. Now, a redeemer. A redeemer is someone who pays a price. So a kinsman is a relative, and a redeemer is someone who pays a price. Let's see if we can explain this a little more clearly. Now, remember Naomi's husband? His name was Elimelech. And Naomi's two sons were Malon and Chilion. Now, they've all died. So then when Elimelech dies and Malon and Chilion are also passed away, then the family name, the title of the family, the last name, will also not go on anymore. Because when the children are born, they would take on the father's last name. But Naomi said to Ruth, the Lord Jehovah has a special way to solve that problem, to keep our family name going on. A man who is related to me can buy Elimelech's land and marry you. And he pays a price to do that. He would be called our redeemer. That was a very special job. So the kinsman redeemer is a close relative of Naomi, and it's a man who's related to her. He can buy her husband's old land and marry Ruth, and he pays a price to do that. That is what the kinsman redeemer is. And that was the job Naomi was looking for someone to do. Ruth might have thought, but no one would want to do that for us. I'm from Moab. I can't see why anyone would want to be a redeemer for me. Redeem is a very important word in the Bible. It means to pay a price for something in order to own it. The Bible teaches that, like Ruth, you and I are also outsiders because we are outside of God's family. We are outside of God's family because we are born sinners. If you go on in your sin forever and you never choose to believe in Jesus, then you will be an outsider from God's family forever. We need someone to pay a price so we can belong to God. We need a redeemer, just like Ruth did. Naomi was very glad Ruth was working in the field of the kinsman redeemer, Boaz. Every day, Ruth went early into the field. She followed after the young women who were tying the grain in bundles, and no one bothered Ruth. Every day, she brought home as much grain as she could. She worked hard in the fields. More than three months she was working there. I'm sure Ruth and Boaz saw each other very much in those days. Each day, the workers carried the grain to the threshing place. 
and at the threshing place they would beat the grain until the grain fell off of the stalks that it would grow on and then they would throw it into the air the grain they would throw it in the air when they threw it in the air the breeze would blow away the outside part of the grain that wasn't any good and the good part of the grain would fall on the ground and when it fell on the ground the workers could scoop it up when they came to the threshing place it was almost like a celebration entire families came and they would eat and sleep there until they finished threshing the grain and when the harvest was over boaz might have wondered what ruth would do but it was naomi who was really concerned all the time ruth had been working in the fields naomi thought about it where would they get food now now that harvest was done where would they get food would anyone care for them would she sell elimelech's land would someone be their kinsman redeemer now we have learned that we also need a redeemer someone who would pay to buy us back to god there was only one who qualified to be our redeemer and that is god's only begotten son the lord jesus he left heaven and became a human being jesus was a real man he ate he drank he got thirsty he got tired he did not stop being god even when he was a man as god and man jesus alone could pay the price to set many people free from their sins punishment jesus is the only one who qualified to be the redeemer who can make us able to be part of god's family when you believe in jesus then you are no longer an outsider you become part of god's family but ruth was an outsider she was from moab not from bethlehem and naomi knew that with all her heart naomi wanted happiness for ruth and naomi wanted ruth to become one of the israelites one evening naomi said to ruth shall i not find security for you what did that mean ruth knew what it meant she was talking about the kinsman redeemer again remember that kinsman means relative and the redeemer would be the one who would buy the land that they owned elimelech's land and they would also marry ruth well the kinsman redeemer needed to have enough money to buy the land the land that belonged to elimelech right you remember who elimelech is that was naomi's husband who has passed away now the kinsman redeemer needed to have enough money to buy that land and he also needed to be willing to marry ruth ruth was from the country of moab so maybe people in bethlehem would not want to marry her because she was not one of them she was from moab boaz was qualified to be a kinsman redeemer if he was willing to do it he might not want to do it naomi explained it all to ruth and then naomi told her the plan naomi said to ruth now boaz is our near kinsman tonight he will be on the threshing floor wash yourself and put on your best clothes then go to the threshing place and wait until boaz finish his work and he had something to eat watch to see where he goes to rest and then go to him and remind him that he is our kinsman redeemer 
Find out if he is interested. He'll tell you what to do. Now I'm sure this plan seemed very strange to Ruth, but she knew Boaz was not mean. He was kind, and he loved God. Let's think of Boaz again. Why could he be the kinsman redeemer? Well, first of all, he was related to Elimelech, and second of all, he was rich enough to pay for the land. That reminds me of Jesus. Jesus became a human like you and I, but he was completely perfect. Could Jesus pay the price to bring us back to God? Now, the price was not a bunch of money. No, the price was his life. Jesus came to earth to give his life for many. Jesus gave his precious blood when he died on the cross, and we are bought with the precious blood of Christ. It was a terrible price that the Lord Jesus himself was the only one who could pay. Jesus is the only redeemer, the only one who can make you belong to God forever. Jesus is qualified to be our redeemer. Would there be someone to pay the price so that Ruth would no longer be an outsider? Ruth was willing to find out. So she said to Naomi, I will do all that you say. I'm sure Ruth felt very nervous as she did exactly what Naomi said. Ruth went to the place where the harvest was going on and they were threshing the grain. And as the breeze dropped, the workers began finding places to lie down and rest because the breeze wasn't blowing anymore, so they needed to take a break. Many of them would sleep at the threshing place all night and Boaz was there. Ruth was watching to see where Boaz would go to rest. And when all was quiet, Ruth went to Boaz. He was asleep. And without waking him up, Ruth laid down near his feet to wait. Ruth was going to let him know she needed a redeemer. I'm sure she was thinking what a difference that would make. She would no longer be an outsider. She would belong to the Israelites. You too need to come to the Lord Jesus and trust him to be your redeemer. What a difference Jesus will make. He will free you from the punishment you deserve for your sin. Jesus will free you from being a slave to sin. Sin will not be your master, but instead the Lord Jesus will be in charge. And you will not be an outsider. Instead, you will belong to God's family forever. Will you trust Jesus now to be your redeemer? Ruth had to go to Boaz, but you don't go to Boaz. You must come to Jesus. You can tell Jesus you need him to be your redeemer and that you want to be free from your sin's punishment. You can tell Jesus, thank you for paying the price for your sin. Jesus promises that if you come to him, he will not turn you away. If you're ready to come to Jesus, then you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. I trust you as my Redeemer. Please forgive my sin and change me on the inside to live your way with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. If you trust Jesus as your Savior, to be your Redeemer, then He will make you part of God's forever family. If you would like to read about Ruth and the kinsman Redeemer right from the Bible, you can read about it in Ruth chapter 2 verse 20 all the way to Ruth chapter 3 verse 7. Again, that's Ruth chapter 2 verse 20 
all the way to Ruth chapter 3, verse 7. That's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.